Welcome everybody. This is episode four. Our guest today is Sander Onsman from Onsdaden. Welcome Sander at Thank the Watchama Studios. I'm happy to see you here. I'm happy as well. Yeah. And for the viewers, it's a very interesting story because uh, Sander has his uh, company, the Onsdaden. He has a, a shop now in Wageningen, but before he opened his shop, this was uh, his office. Yes, yes, I'm at the same table at the moment as uh, I worked for two years. Nice, nice. Yeah. So how does this uh, story start with, with uh, I just want to go back to biology because it's such a vast uh, topic that uh, yeah. I don't know if you were already uh, more attracted to plants and seeds when you started the biology uh, studies in Wageningen or how did it start? What was the click? Uh, the start may be difficult to say, but at the secondary school I was already interested in plants uh, and biology was one of my most interesting subjects or courses on the secondary school yeah. and I had some very nice biology uh, teachers and um, they inspired me to, uh, to learn more about biology. Uh, my marks were quite low. Uh, I had higher marks for other uh, courses like uh, geography. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was actually because I didn't learn that much for biology because I was very interested in that and uh, I thought that that's maybe enough to uh, to pass for exams. Uh, but um, when I told my biology teacher uh, that I wanted to do uh, biology as a study, he said I needed to come to Wageningen because here is the best place to study biology, he said. And that's why I uh, came here to see uh, how it is, how it was all about. Uh, but um, I was interested in, in biology already because I had plants as a passion already. Yeah. I was cultivating seeds um, as, yeah. Yeah, since yeah. Uh, the age of... Uh yeah, I started with seeds uh, when I had uh, a vegetable garden at my... Uh, grandfather's uh, place wow and then I was I don't know I don't know in ages uh, maybe 12 or something uh, okay, when so I started with sowing and that was because my my grandfather um, sowed many seeds uh, of tomatoes but uh, yeah no, I wanted to say potatoes but yeah, that's yeah. quite new the yeah. seeds for that yeah. Um, and yeah uh, beans and uh, yeah, the normal stuff and um, I, I had one uh, part of garden at my uh, grandfather's place and uh, uh, I was free to, uh, to try some new things and uh, I know that I started uh, the purple uh, uh, flower cabbage is it flower cabbage in uh, English? Could be. Blumko. Could, could be. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Flower cabbage, cabbage maybe. And yeah. uh, they were purple instead uh, of white. Cauliflower. 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 Oh yes, that's okay. the name. Yeah. Cauliflower. Yeah. And I, um, or not? Yeah. I, oh. I grew a purple once and okay. uh, it was at a very traditional place with old people and uh, they say, hey, well, your, your uh, cauliflowers are, <laughs> they are so strange because they are purple and what's this? <laughs> because normally they're white. And, yeah. um, but that was the first, I think the, the first plant I remember that was strange to other people. Yeah. And I was interested in these strange uh, varieties. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe you, you enjoy the uh, attention, what you got from other 
gardeners because if you just would grow a normal plant then maybe <laughs> maybe safe. but um, I think I was already interested in uh, okay we have all these uh, vegetables but what else yeah what yeah, else yeah. are the possibilities what what plants are are growing on the world and are interested to grow and when I um, found out that there are purple cauliflowers uh, uh, I thought um, Oh, that's very interesting. I want I want to see that and I want to see how it's growing. So there was a natural uh, transform or transformation uh, for your attention towards the special plants, especially the tropical plants? Or it yeah, that came later, I think. Gradual. I started with vegetables, yeah. uh, but at this moment I'm not really interested in vegetables anymore hmm. uh, because I became a biologist and now I'm very interested in the botanical species. Hmm. Uh, so how plants are growing in nature and how uh, they are used or uh, where they, they are growing in which uh, ecosystem uh, and why. Uh, these questions I'm very interested in at the moment. Uh, and with the company now, I don't, I have maybe a few varieties, but uh, they're mainly botanical. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a difference with them, but that came later uh, with my study biology, I think. And when I started to try uh, rare seeds from abroad. Yeah. So not from the vegetable place or something. So like when that. was that when you really started to first just it was just exchange of uh, seeds or or yeah I was buying seeds t uh, f for my own purpose mm -hmm. and uh, I tried them and uh, I started with some uh, some collectors uh, that I discovered on the internet and uh, they uh, they could send me the seeds and uh, I, I I paid them for it and uh, I tried the seeds. Uh, but it was quite fun to uh, to try all new plants and uh, in the end I, I had quite some rare uh, seeds and uh, quite many of it yeah. and uh, that's why uh, I was thinking about uh, starting a place uh, to sell them again because yeah. I had many seeds and maybe yeah. other people were interested as well and I don't know I think in my family uh, the entrepreneurship is is maybe it, it, it is there uh, my uncle for example can be a very good entrepreneur i think but yeah. he's not doing it he yeah. has his own project he is a captain yeah. but uh, uh, he didn't start with the company because he's doing too good at the moment he's a very yeah. good job yeah. Uh, yeah. very free yeah. um, and uh, yeah, there, was there was not a point that it was necessary to do something else yeah. and i think it's mo with more people in my family it is there but uh, I, I think i'm the first one that is really really doing it so but how how did it evolve so you were just a student you were a part of this uh, seed collector community you yeah. were exchanging buying and you had a yeah you had a lot of uh, seeds yeah but uh, it was not that uh, direct that you switched to a web shop it was just more just networking and connecting uh, yes, in the beginning, but uh, I started the web shop, uh, or actually the company name already, Onsade. It's still yeah. Onsade. Yeah. It's now for ten years, uh, but I uh, already gave the or I registered the name already when I became eighteen. Ah, cool. So before wow. I ca I came to Wageningen, I thought, okay, I like to start a company in this, uh, yeah. just small to see how it is, yeah. uh, to start with a small web shop, and uh, we will see, and. Uh, then I started the company already, but that's now, I think, yeah, it's 10 or 11 years ago, yeah. officially. 
Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, then I came to Wageningen to study and uh, I, I did many subjects in biology and I learned about animals, plants, ecosystems, uh, molecular. And what was the, the impression uh, throughout your studies that uh, your teacher gave you uh, a right uh, direction where to go? Was it uh, fulfilling? Yeah, I had a very good plant uh, teacher. Uh, very. That actually, he was also the reason that I really came to Wageningen because I spoke with him uh, on the open day and mm. uh, it, it was enough. Uh, very enthusiastic. Um, many people uh, uh, know him. Uh, he's now uh, retired, um, but uh, it's it, it was a very good person, and he he it was what he did was um, he was so enthusiastic about little things that everything he was interested in uh, he could bring this enthusiasm to other people, yeah, yeah. and that that was very very nice. And uh, but in Wageningen there is not much attention for tropical plants, and. Uh, the whole tropical plant uh, seed uh, region I discovered myself uh, in evening hours and weekends, uh, weekends because I liked it yeah. and um, uh, I uh, uh, worked on the web shop uh, during the same hours and I, uh, I was designing it and I discovered how to build up a website with a web shop together and how people could pay it and uh, uh, how to pay taxes for uh, all uh, things you are uh, you're doing and yeah I learned it myself later on I um, I came in touch with start life for example yeah. where we are now in this building yeah. uh, that the first things I discovered myself and via internet you can learn about many things yeah. and, and later on uh, it was more serious and uh, uh, it, it, it stays small all the time and I, I spent seven years for my bachelor biology yeah. uh, because I uh, spent many hours uh, working on the company but I did many things as well yeah. uh, actually the study was a side path uh, yeah. most of the times yeah. uh, so I spent many years and uh, after doing my bachelor I decided to um, to try uh, full-time uh, working on the business because I saw many opportunities and chances and uh, uh, entrepreneurship is the uh, yeah, what I like most uh, if, if you look to uh, yeah. working and uh, yeah. I believe you had another project uh, uh, also parallel or or before you really started the uh, on Saturday with the with the greenhouse uh, yeah. was it a nice uh, uh, I mean, the whole initiative, it sounded very, very nice. And yeah. it was also for two years you were busy with yeah. that or yeah. more? Yeah, two years, not full time, but yeah. I spent many hours yeah. and yeah. I had the company already. That's why I okay. looked to this greenhouse uh, and as a student, I I visited uh, the tropical greenhouse of Wageningen yeah. okay. uh, many so times. That was next to the arboretum, the small yes. arboretum, yes. the, yes. Uh, how you call it? The botanical garden. Not the Belmonte Arboretum. Oh, the Dryen. The Dryen. Yeah, yeah, the Dryen. And um, yeah, what happened uh, during the years uh, when I came here? Uh, the Dryen was active, and the campus was there already. So it was clear that the university wanted to move to this place. Um, and uh, the botanical gardens. Um, there was discussion about it, and uh, the university decided that it's no uh, longer necessary to keep them as university uh, and they were quite lucky I think that there was uh, a person that wanted to start 
a art mu museum um, and he uh, uh, decided to uh, take over the botanical ah, garden so the, the sculpture gallery it was actually the whole building was also part of the university before yes where ah. now the gallery is that, oh, that yeah. was i actually had lectures in these wow. buildings it, it they were the plant buildings so mm. you had the plant buildings with the botanical garden next to it and next to that uh, the tropical greenhouse mm. uh, so you had a lecture about uh, tropical plants for example uh, and after the lecture you could enter the greenhouse to see them uh, in real wow and, uh, yeah. that was a nice concept i believe yes yes but uh, i also understand that uh, the university decided that it's not long and necessary for them um, uh, but uh, yeah the tropical greenhouse was still a very interesting building and uh, the professor there uh, tried to uh, to save it as a tropical greenhouse but he didn't uh, make it uh, it was about money mm -hmm. uh, yeah there was a large gas uh, bill uh, during the year and uh, wow. uh, yeah people needed to uh, to cut the plants give them water and there was a lot of energy going into um, but um, uh, he didn't make it and uh, his conclusion was it's not possible but I thought this building is of very good quality uh, the, and I saw many opportunities uh, to make it a nice greenhouse again uh, so <laughs> as a student I, I came to um, to the yeah how to say that in English the the people of the university that are about the buildings and the, the, the yeah. all the the grounds and yeah, uh, more the maintenance people maintenance, the ma maintenance, people. Yeah. maintenance department I guess. yeah and i had the first meeting with them that uh, i wanted to buy the tropical greens or try to yeah and then they, they told me that uh, yeah that's it, that's possible but uh, it's one million euros yeah wow. to buy it and then you have a greenhouse with nothing so yeah. uh, it was necessary to to build up a whole project to yeah. uh, make enough money to pay yeah. uh, to create a business case yes basically. yes yes yeah. and i i uh i created the business case because i thought okay one million euros but yeah why not yeah if it's a good someone case, has it yeah someone has the yeah. money and if it's a good case uh, it, it it should be possible yeah. so i i, I spent um, many hours to uh, to work out the idea and i I had meetings with many investors, uh, with the municipality, with many people. And in the end, we had a project, uh, 4.8 million euros. Wow. Uh, a building with student houses and the whole tropical greenhouse as science and education center. Hmm. Uh, tropical plant collection inside and um, uh, research groups of the university that could show their tropical research that they do in Africa for example into the greenhouse and that it was a podium for visitors to see what the university is doing in the tropics and how it can be combined to education and maybe uh, th th we wanted to create a shop and uh, some uh, horeca to drink uh, yeah. maybe a tropical beer or something else yeah. and it, it was a very nice uh, project in the end and uh, the, the, the profit was, uh, um, was okay and in investors were uh, interested wow. yeah and uh, but uh, it, it, i didn't make it and yeah. that's uh, yeah that's a, that's a pity that uh, i'm still uh, uh, not good about it uh, yeah. 
it was about money. Uh, the investor uh, in the end said, uh, I don't want to do it um, because the profit is, can be higher and the risk is too high. But uh, actually, I didn't believe him uh, because uh, um, I think he saw that it was possible to make more money with this uh, housing, uh, with, with the housing. Yeah. Uh, if uh, we did if we didn't do the tropical greenhouse part yeah, yeah. but our goal was that we wanted to create a nice tropical greenhouse and yeah. um, to make it profitable we wanted to buy houses yeah. but uh, yeah the investor thought okay yeah uh, tropical greenhouse nice but for me it's about the houses and I can make much more money yeah. if it's all houses in this uh, yeah. uh, so he, he bought it a few months ago, a, f a few months later, I mean. Yeah. And uh, there's still nothing there. Still nothing, no, no because uh, there's knows. discussion about yeah. how many houses. And I learned a lot in this period uh, because I was working with uh, yeah, the, the, the building people. It was for, for two years or so? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was where... The real estate people, the fast food. Yeah, fast yeah. food, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that's a totally different world than yeah. I was used to, yeah. To, yeah. to work with. And uh, it's a very strange world I discovered. It's, yeah. it's, about, it's mainly about money. Um, I was there because I wanted to create something uh, special. Uh, yeah. And I had some very good uh, talks with an architect, for example, in Wageningen. Uh, he was very inspiring and... Um, uh, together we uh, yeah the, the plans were, were very beautiful uh, and uh, what we both uh, think is that um, um, the whole world of building houses and, and buildings um, is about uh, making the profit as high as possible and it's not about a beautiful project uh, the profit needs to be high and and uh, yeah the investors I I understand why it's going like this, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah. It's no, you know, you 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 are also a businessman, so you you are you are seeing with their their eyes too. But yeah. still, there is yeah. Maybe but the difference between between me as businessman and inf uh, that kind of investors as businessmen yeah. um, is that for me it's not about the money. Yeah. Okay, yes, money is very important to create something. You need to make money yeah. to yeah. create your goals. Uh, but um, uh, the first place needs to be uh, what you like to create. Yeah, some uh, passion. Yeah, some passion. And yeah. Uh, I, sometimes I think it's it's the other way around yeah. in this. Uh, um, uh, there is a huge difference between uh, uh, setting up a business case with benefit uh, more people and also earn a fair share and to go for a super high uh, extra profit. There yeah. is uh, such a big... Uh, uh, difference that uh, there is enough in between yeah. and the the problem is that you don't see that those people who go for the uh, extra profit they become especially happy or so or f yeah. fulfilled in a way yeah however with the with the other kind of business model like what you were saying that is there is a high chance for fulfillment on a way and also to earn a living and that is much more balanced yeah in that sense 
but it was a good timing for you uh, it okay it's the, that dream was uh, failed yeah, yeah, but I, yeah. the, the timing was uh, maybe ideal for you because you could focus uh, 100% on your own project yeah that's that true. when uh, where there was no one else to yeah you had your network already yeah. you had your platform yeah and it was just uh, uh, the matter of focus and uh, working out the details yeah. yeah and then that was the time when start life started too or the start hub yeah the uh, yeah more later the on i first um finished my study after the greenhouse yeah and uh yeah, it was quite nice but it was clear that i didn't want want to do something with science um so i yeah i worked full-time on the company and uh uh, I rented this office for uh, one and a half year, I think. I first started as a flex worker yeah. and um, I learned many things. And uh, what's very nice uh, uh, is of this place is that uh, you have colleagues, uh, you have people around uh, that have the same mind, uh, are working on ideas. And it's very nice to, to have talks with, uh, uh, with people that are doing the same. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, that good that also in the startup world when there are young people you can again discover the same difference that some of them just go for the profit yes and yeah. some are like driven by a belief and a, yeah. and, a, and a drive that oh we have to change this or this this doesn't work anymore we have to figure out something else yeah and uh, yeah. even though uh, sometimes they they uh, kind of mix these people yeah. but uh, there is this difference still because you know to to have a startup or start a startup nowadays it's a uh, hype it's fancy it's yeah. nice yes it is. there is there is also money because the investors who put the real money in the startups they pretty much have the mindset of the extra profit mindset yeah so they they have a right match with the extra profit uh, youngsters yeah and uh, it's just uh, and uh, kind of uh, good to know that they are also there yeah and it's not all glamorous and uh, beautiful but how do you see in general in the last couple of years the startup world in the Netherlands is growing I see a lot of uh, good progress yeah well, what is your uh, insight of the, or do you, you focus you are focused more on the retail in the last uh, two years and you are not into the startup world that much um, yeah the difference between me and a startup is I think uh, that uh, what you see now is that uh, startups have a very good idea and they work with a team with full energy um, on this idea and try to make it a success as soon as possible and uh, uh, I had a, f a very long trajectory. That's why I was not a very general example of a startup because I was alone. Uh, me as a person was the whole team, and yeah. um, I uh, worked step by step because um, I f for me I was working on on a project that uh, that has a long uh, life uh, time. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was not about creating something very snell, very very uh, s soon, but uh, about um, 
create something what is sustainable and yeah, sustainable part of your lifestyle yeah, because yeah. if you wouldn't have the shop your your business is a nice life lifestyle uh, entrepreneurship yeah. you could say you could yeah. travel around yeah easily yeah, it's quite nice yeah yeah and uh, you can still do that yeah 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 it's difficult to say because uh, i'm now working on the company and i have big plans for it uh, i created uh, quite something already and uh, we have many customers and we are working in international now uh, and I have many goals to do and uh, I also feel f a lot of responsibility to to do something for nature yeah. and biodiversity the, the local culture and uh, I can improve many things with the company yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, that's what I feel as well and um, it's not my goal to create something very fast, uh, successfully, uh, making money of it, and uh, and then fulfillment. Yeah. And yeah. and that was also the reason why you started to think about to to actually rent a, uh, a retail a, a store in Leiden yeah. again to yeah. to have this message more, uh, you know, in the face of the people on the shopping street. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but I guess the all of the interaction be between your customers gained a totally different dimension in that sense. So you can spread your message, and you get uh, a lot of feedback. Yes, uh, a lot during the day. Who times. knows uh, how? I don't know. Compared to your uh, rent costs, maybe on a PR level you earn it back. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's difficult many to say. Times, but. I know when I started term. the shop, it was very good for the company. Yeah. Because um, there were coming many more orders than before the shop. Because uh, people uh, heard about you or, or walking by and saw the shop and telling other people that they found a nice place uh, with kind people and a nice story. And uh, at this moment, we are with uh, five people in total. Wow. And. Um, yeah, we have something to tell, and that's our uh, biggest point. Actually, we we like to to tell a story about uh, uh, the nature, about plants that are growing everywhere, and every plant has a very interesting story. Um, it's about uh, uh, what people do with the plant. It's about uh, the a typical way of growing, and yeah, what cool. I found out is that uh, if you tell stories uh, that are not nice to hear to people 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 are becoming very enthusiastic about about uh, the plants and i think it's i don't know what um i reached already but i'm quite sure that quite some some people uh are looking very different to plants now because we are telling the stories of it and um i think in the modern world it it's becoming more uh, the distance between nature and people becomes bigger and bigger. Indeed, and that's what it's I wanted to Especially in the in the in the Europe, for example, in the bigger cities, in China, uh, the the very big cities on the world, but also the the people uh, that are living uh, in the rain, in the Amazon, for example, uh, because the techniques that we have the modern world uh, is creating a bigger gap between us and nature. And uh, what I discovered is that if you uh, tell stories about plants, the distance be becomes smaller. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think it's important as well to 
to sow the seeds yourself because when you sow a seed and it's germinating and you, you have a little plant uh, it's it's much more special than you buy a plant uh, at the supermarket for example for five euros and okay this plant and after a few months it's it's dying and you think okay we can buy the next one but if you are really trying to sow seeds and um, you know the story behind the plant then it's much more special and then you are more in contact with nature and that's i think with the whole uh, with all supermarket products for example all yeah. the food we eat if yeah. we if don't the know where they are coming between, from yeah. no exactly yeah. yeah and i think it's very important to 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 tell where we are coming from so for me um, uh, i'm telling western people uh, uh, about nature all over the world but uh, uh, the, the the seeds uh, that i'm buying i I try to to buy them as locally as possible mm -hmm. uh, because I also think it's important that the local people um, uh, uh, see value in the nature around them. Um, yeah. I think I told you already about a project in Cameroon, for example. I think so. Uh, and uh, Cameroon, there is uh, yeah, the, it's not going well there because the people are poor. There's a lot of corruption and uh, they're locking down the forest in a in a yeah. very fast way and that's but i guess this is also uh, generated in this way you know people get this illusion of uh, they are being poor yeah however many other uh, nat uh, nations or uh, people who live close to nature yeah they don't value money but they value the environment and if you see the richest people, they, they don't go to the cities or they don't they go to the nature and they grow their organic food. Yeah. So yeah. it's very funny how these stories are sold to to other uh, cultures where money becomes the core of uh, an existence. Yeah. But yeah, I think if you're poor, money is very important to survive. Uh, but if you can tell the people that they can make money uh, with the environment around them uh, then it, it, I think it's very important that especially in, in uh, countries in Africa for example that the people see uh, money uh, in their pocket uh, because uh, uh, you you cannot explain them that it's important to uh, uh, yeah, to save the, 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 the environment around them yeah. uh, it's uh, uh, it is very important that they can make money with the nature or environment around them yeah. and uh, I think that's the key to success for example ecotourism can be a for example yeah nice that's a very good yeah. example yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you see in Cameroon uh, if we talk about Cameroon there there's one very rare plant it's a climber plant with huge flowers and they're lying on the soil uh, on the ground pollinated by uh, by uh, uh, insects that are walking on the ground um, uh, but there is now one plant on the whole world uh, that is protected and the rest is uh, growing in uh, an area where people are locking down the forest and I, I cannot guarantee that the plants still exist in uh, five years or something yeah. uh, but there's one plant um, growing and it's flowering uh, and that's protected because um, the people there tell tourists that they can see the biggest flower in Africa wow. and it is the biggest flower in Africa 
and I th yeah, I think it's mainly ecotourism. Yeah. Uh, but they discovered that tourists are very interested in a, in the biggest flower of Africa. Of course, uh, yeah. I like to see him, to see it as well, and I think most people uh, are are curious about it. Um, so this plant is is quite good protected now because many people are visiting it, yeah. um, and um, yeah, that's a, that's a good example of. Uh, looking different to uh, to nature and think okay uh, people from Europe for example are telling us um, it's of, it's a big value uh, what we have here uh, but maybe it's a good idea then that we tell them why it's of big value uh, yeah. yeah because apparently it's uh, it it's a I think it's a universal thing that uh, even people can even I don't see many things what I do valuable you know if you don't see it from outside you have to have someone to tell you because what you get for for granted then you cannot value it anymore yeah so that that is happening also for example with the Western society we have all of this technology yeah. uh, all year dietary summer all of these uh, these inventions that we are kind of uh, even the poorest uh, people have access to internet electricity yeah. food and they just cannot value it because it's just there yeah. they don't have they yeah. didn't have the okay many times there is a way to earn it and uh, of course there is a huge class of working society who who are working hard even in Europe so there is not 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 no such a thing like Europeans uh, they don't work anymore because they work but for what yeah. you know uh, for example we had to, yeah we, to, we, 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 for making enough money to 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 survive in your uh, very expensive house in your comfort zone or yeah. whatever yeah and yeah that's that's the other thing what we talk with uh, Hank about you know he lives in his tiny house mm -hmm. and he is also into forest and nature conservation and permaculture and all of this and uh, I don't know what you what is your opinion of, the, of about this that uh, we kind of came to the conclusion that uh, it would be nice to take food production as a separate thing out of the equation of the market economy and don't mm -hmm. treat food production as a commodity or don't treat, treat food as a normal commodity but try to uh, go for the local food production like localities have to would would have to grow their own food and of course maybe there is a certain exchange when you don't have access to tropical plants then it would be nice but what you were telling about the logging and many other uh, activities which are bad for the environment they are highly related to agricultural commodities I think which go to export yeah. and in the end the farmers it's like even if you talk about uh, Africa or even Europe the small farmers they everywhere poor yeah. You know, so it's a yeah, universal everywhere. thing, yeah. Yeah. almost everywhere, yeah. because they they go for the the commodity, and uh, it's such a, the supply chain is such a long thing that if everybody gets rich on the line, you yeah. know, with packaging and uh, additives and transportation, yeah. but uh, 
the 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 one who actually uh, rescued his time and effort and tear down the nature nothing left there no no yeah, the question is how to to reach something like that um yeah that's why we are here we are putting seeds also at Wachama. you know yes we are yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, because uh, at one point i mean this global food uh, supply chain it was not there all the time you know it was it's like uh, since a couple of decades yeah and it started, of course, maybe hundreds of years ago with with uh, with grain product, with, with grain trade, because the grain uh, trade is the mother of all trade. Yeah. And, uh, but now it became this overwhelmingly uh, complex. Yeah. I think system. maybe you can start with uh, telling the story of it. Um, uh, if you are explaining people. Um, where the food comes from and what is needed to grow the food or uh, to, to, to keep the animals, for example, uh, then people are not stupid. I think all people, of course, there's a big part of the whole society that's not interested in that at all. They, they think, okay, okay, it doesn't matter for me. If, uh, I'm living, I'm, li I'm happy, I have uh, nice children, it's, it's fine for me. And uh, the world survives, and uh, I, for me, it makes no sense. But I think the biggest part of all people um, are like to doing it good for their grandchildren for example yeah. or uh, like to to keep the world um, healthy and uh, nice for a long time and uh, what personally if I hear where something is coming from and you discover uh, that uh, rainforest was logging down for it or um, some uh, people were uh, uh, not paid uh, to, to pick your bananas for example I don't know uh, then you're thinking about it and then you think okay maybe it's it's good to to buy another uh, banana brand because uh, for example Ch I don't know Chiquita uh, maybe they're doing well but I can imagine that uh, uh, if you uh, exactly know how your banana is grown and by which people uh, that is done then maybe you choose next time for another banana uh, company that's doing better for example and uh, uh, personally I think um, these stories about the origin of our food are changing my um, behavior in buying food um, and I think that's one of the first steps you can you can take uh, to change the the mind of people because it's it's very nice to talk about systems uh, and how yeah. to change it how it could be better but changing a system is uh, is quite difficult yeah uh, you yeah you you can you can make it but uh, you need to start small I yeah, think. Sure, you sure. think big uh, uh, yeah. doing small and uh, by small steps and uh, uh, one very interesting um, change now is that, um, of course, the the way we are looking to uh, our climate is yeah. was change is changing a lot at the moment uh, on the whole world. Even China is uh, is uh, is changing of uh, uh, is, is changing a lot. Uh, I'm not saying changing a lot in three senses. I think, yeah. but. Um, uh, also, uh, I think what's now happening in the Netherlands, for example, is uh, that 
uh, less and less people are uh, eating the same amount of meat. Uh, uh, more and more people are um, eating less meat than before. Uh, of course, there's a big, the biggest group is still uh, eating the same amount, but the group is uh, growing of people that uh, are becoming vegetarian, but uh, uh, I think main, uh, most people are eating less. And, and uh, I think uh, the, uh, uh, the reason for that is that um, uh, we are now seeing that climate is changing the world and all people understand that the meat production um, is one of the, the, the reasons that, uh, let me say, it's one of the easiest things to improve yeah, in yeah, your own life. Meat, yeah. I mean, uh, the, buying less meat, for example. Yeah, the, the meat production is such a complex and also uh, the farm farm uh, grown animal uh, animals uh, they eat also grains and the yeah. grains are the mo one of the with this huge monocultural plantations. Yeah. They are one of the most uh, harmful for even the local climate yeah. that you can see yeah. because they just there is just no tree yeah and uh, it's totally like uh, like a, a factory placed on uh, somewhere you know like just use this part of the, the this layer of the soil yeah exploit it as much as we can yeah put some extra chemicals in it yeah if it's needed yeah and uh, who cares about the rest yeah yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and yeah, I'm not a vegetarian because uh, I I like to eat meat sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I think yeah, f for me, um, uh, I think it's not too bad to do that. But if if we all eat less meat than 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 we did before, then it's it's. I think uh, when you see it locally, it's uh, it's not a real big problem to to eat some meat sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, in, indeed it's just the, the thing that uh, you know meat production became so so easy because when they build yeah. a system to it then it became so easy that we also developed the habit to eat three times two or three times a, a day meat yeah for example yeah and it's not and maybe one like one that. times a week is enough yeah maybe and it was actually i think mostly the case uh, yeah. before this uh, yeah. yeah, because in the past, I think I was not in the past uh, yeah. when yeah. when people ate uh, one piece of meat a week. But uh, I can imagine in that time that eating meat uh, on Saturday evening, for example, it was a special moment. Um, uh, you were very enjoying the piece of meat you had, and maybe the people even thought, "Oh, it uh, maybe it was their own animal." Yeah. Um, then you then they had the, the, that uh, connection with the animal. Yeah, example, they have the connection. And, and while eating the meat, you're thinking about the animal. Maybe you you knew the animal, and otherwise yeah. maybe the farmer that that yeah. uh, kept the animals, uh, and you are really enjoying it at that moment, and yeah. not not the 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 the. the, the the third time on a day that you're yeah. eating an hamburger yeah. again and then oh, okay yeah it's it's fine it's it's, it's, it's nice but uh, uh, the, the, then maybe we can uh, come back to the distances again yeah when it's locally produced or by a farmer that you know or uh, your own animal uh, then the distance between your food uh, and yourself is, is quite small 
yeah. while uh, eating a hamburger at a McDonald's, for example, then maybe that's one of the examples that the distance is the farthest you can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Because yeah, the animal is coming from Argentina, maybe. Who uh, knows? Who knows? Who knows? You don't know. Yeah. We can maybe also uh, get the time in the equation. But you know, if you plant a tree, I like those stories when uh, some grandparents plant a tree for the grandchildren. Yeah. You know, it's like not a short-term thinking, but a long-term thinking. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's another very important element. What what we are striving for. We just strive for this uh, profit and to buy more and more stuff because in the end you need money, especially okay, in Western uh, society you really need money to pay all of the stuff that you are surrounded uh, with in the in the city, your rent, your the infrastructure. But uh, in many rural areas you don't need money for a lot of stuff because it's just there. Nature gives it to you. And the other funny thing is that most of these uh, hype uh, economical uh, waves of sharing economy and all of this, I mean, it's not new at all. In a healthy local society, it's just there. Yeah. And that then you don't need the money. You can build a house together. But again, the bureaucracy comes in and you cannot build your house. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Earthship movement? No. Like they, they build houses uh, from uh, used tires and used uh, bottles. And uh, they started the, those projects in the 1970s in New Mexico, where the environment is quite harsh. But uh, they had these uh, houses facing to the south. So they had enough sun and it was yeah. like the whole idea behind the Earthship movement is that uh, from the moment you build a house, the house will take care of you. Okay. Yeah. Not, oh, that's nice. not that you build a house or have a mortgage and uh, you try to pay it off uh, throughout your life. Plus you have the utility costs uh, every month, uh, you know, like uh, scratching the sky is so high yeah. and uh, no nowadays is spreading and they give workshops and there is also a movement behind it's like similar to tiny houses but it's fixed fixed location yeah but it's uh, the idea behind is of being off the grid the main grid you know to give back to people some kind of uh, autonomy mm. about their resources how can they use what they just have yeah but at the set in the same time it gives also freedom for the people yeah and maybe that's what uh, some uh, businesses don't want because if people don't need your products or your energy yeah, then yeah, yeah. i think the whole society is uh, is uh, uh, likes that most people are living like uh, um, how to say it like a like a like a path that they yeah. can uh, um, uh, forecast. Yeah, like a video game, they just take the levels. Yeah, because then you know the next phase. Yeah. And when people are free, uh, you cannot predict what's happening next. And yeah. I think the biggest benefit for governments and companies is that uh, you know where uh, the world is going to, uh, because then you know, uh, what product to make and yeah and especially in the cities uh you know i've i've watched some documentaries about the cities as a 
as an ultimate uh, tool of power, you know, and uh, there are these very nice, uh, nice sounding initiatives about the smart grid and smart city, which will be full of sensors and it, we can optimize everything. Yeah. And of course, it's amazing. I'm totally up it's for nice it. That, yeah, but that at the same time, but at the same time, we already have like two, three uh, cameras. Oh, no, again, no, even more. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> just, in, just in our pockets, and you know, uh, if we are surrounded with these sensors in every uh, moment of our life, then who knows where all of this information will go and what will it used for? Yeah. What will it be used for? <laughs> yeah, yes, it's and 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 that's that's the question, you know, yeah. because because the technology is there, it's amazing, but yeah. it's like with everything, it can go uh, good or bad or somewhere in the middle. Uh, yeah, it's good to be remain sharp a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like the 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 the, the change to. Uh, a world like that yeah that's that's the question we but are, most people doesn't matter we we are there you know we are there we have uh, the, the change will happen because the world is always changing we of course it's yeah, all about yeah. the change but you don't need the, to be it's scared about the, the change, direction yeah, it's, it's about, about the, the direction, direction yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah we have to talk about this stuff to to be sharp and yeah. uh, and be aware what is happening yeah. the problem uh, uh, is that uh, companies becoming more powerful in the whole uh, society and uh, about prediction for, uh, for forecast prediction predi yeah, is both yeah. is the same, both, yeah. uh, same. cities like you said yeah. uh, uh, are a heaven for uh, companies that are their need to sell uh, products for example to people because they know exactly who uh, needs their products uh, maybe not now maybe they can predict it's in five years uh, uh, they know a lot about all the people and so that's uh, so it's much easier for them to uh, to uh, to um to do market research and all yes of this. for example it's, it's yeah. like it's like an animal uh, experiment for them uh, yeah because they see the bigger picture they see they have the most sophisticated scientists but it's not just now it's the last hundred years pretty much uh, the same patterns but it's just going and going yeah, uh, yeah. but now it's getting more uh, since 2014 uh, i believe there are more people in the cities than in the rural oh really uh, yeah okay so that's that's the thing like yeah but that's maybe a phase uh, now it's very in the netherlands it's now very crowded in amsterdam and rotterdam yeah. was on the news yesterday uh, but it, it should be a phase. I think uh, we had many phases in the past already yeah. that people uh, moved to cities and then it was too crowded and people moved out the city to yeah. the rural areas. Yeah. And yeah. Actually, there is already a, a movement, a kind of movement, but they have a festival series since a couple of years in Hungary okay. where people like in our age, they get together and discuss uh, topics about how to reintegrate in the countryside with the rural communities. Yeah. Because, you know, even if it's the same nation, it's hard to reintegrate when you when you were not born there and uh, there are just people who know yeah. it better, who lived there for 50, 60 years 
and you got you some dude from the city just come and you will have your solar panels and what would you think of your you know but uh, that's the thing like uh, I was I was wondering uh, because I also don't know about the population growth what are those what are those predictions based upon because they say 9 billion 10 billion but these yeah. trends are always uh, looking for the past and that and then they generate something project something in the future yeah. but i don't really see that they encounter or uh, take it to the equation the internet and the information flow and all of this and uh, the funny thing is that in this area for example in the netherlands there are the one of the most uh, dense uh, country also seeing the high quality universities like if you just see uh, see twente delft uh, wageningen rotterdam amsterdam utrecht yeah. all yeah. of these universities in a, maybe in a 100 150 kilometers of radius and you you have the a very very high concentration of uh, scientist uh, g- generation who have that in mind that the whole world is that populated hmm. you know so they they of course even in wagoning and i feel this dance oh everything is expensive the uh, housing hundreds of bikes all of that and if you just go to a bigger city you feel it even more and more but if you just go to the to, towards the southern, southern part of the Netherlands or to the to the north, yeah. it's countryside. You don't see that much of uh, cities. It's just lots of uh, big lands. Yeah. So it's not that crowd. It's more in the in the Randstad area or this yeah. Holland area. And if you go to Germany or Hungary, also pff, the rural areas are empty. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because I think the, why the population in the Netherlands is increasing is because of immigration, uh, because uh, the the people are that are that are already here uh, are even decreasing. I think it was on the news a couple of months ago, and uh, in in Europe in general the population is uh, decreasing. Yeah, in all of the yeah. countries. Yeah. So and I think you can see Europe as um, as. Uh, a scenario that's that you can use for the future as well because yeah. uh, human the human being is changing in this way that uh, in the end maybe there are not enough people anymore to uh, to keep for the world or the society uh, yeah to what's, keep, what's keep running the industries or, or what <laughs> for example yeah <laughs> But then, yeah. but but, uh, but then th- there is no no consumption that much if there is yeah so no so in, in no industries are necessary yeah. but it's it, uh, I think in the whole past of the humans uh, we were increasing in population uh, I think uh, as long as we uh, exist so it it would be very interesting if that's coming to an end and that the human is yeah. decreasing what what will happen then. That's a, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, Are we making more children to uh, to save our uh, our species? Uh, species. I, I went into very interesting uh, researches in an area of history and archaeology nowadays because of technology. 
multidisciplinary groups come together which use different methods not just the scientific records which were written 100 years ago by someone who had no tools like to do all kind of other researches but uh, there is an inter interesting uh, person uh, Graham Hancock he is a novelist he's English and he was an investigative journalist and he has the freedom to actually go to these sites and talk all of these other experts and try to put together another reality because he doesn't have the constraints that he has to be scientifically 100% uh, cited and uh, but because of the non-historical researchers but with other uh, in you know which are related to stones and is uh, radiation technology they figured out that the erosion or on the sphinx was uh, actually a sign of a heavy rain which was lasted for hundreds of years and this kind of uh, rain was around 9000 years ago okay so and then you have the weather scientists, you have this erosion scientists. I don't know what yeah. which disciplines are these, but yeah. it's not the the historical records what someone wrote down hundred years ago from an English perspective or a Western perspective, but modern science proves that uh, it was not like that. Yeah. And the other there are other two interesting uh, sites. Uh, one is in uh, Turkey. It's called Gobekli Tepe. It's like also a huge pyramid, which was deliberately uh, buried around uh, 12,000 years ago. And they they say that the the age of this pyramid is around uh, 14,000 years. Okay. And there is another in Indonesia, Gudung Padan. It was also 14,000 years. Yeah. With high technology of architecture and yeah, all of this it's the same with the mayas for example yeah you it's know. this uh, other thing yeah in, indeed that was the other part of the story that i just went through some ethnographic research of the americas mm -hmm. and uh, they say that uh, when the europeans went into conquer they took a lot of diseases and these huge uh, empires which were already there and super sophisticated were already uh, shaken by the time the real European army reached them to conquer because of the diseases. Mm. So they say that uh, uh, around for uh, in a hundred years of period, the 95% of the Native American population uh, died out, which was around 100 million people, which was around one third of the earth's population yeah. at that time yeah, so yeah. that was a big decrease yeah it's just an additional <laughs> uh, story yeah that the uh, we don't know the population we, we, yeah. we don't know a lot that's yeah. why it's so interesting to see these narratives what is being poor what is uh, you know feeding the world yeah. and uh, what to do with climate change yeah. because they are and what you say now uh, i think science in this is very important that yeah. science is continuing and um, can tell us uh, how the world is changing 
because yeah. it's uh, it's quite difficult to to observe as we now in a, in a small office yeah. talking about a population uh, prediction uh, <laughs> where many scientists maybe uh, work on for decades yeah but the other thing is that the what we have to uh, actually also consider that uh, often science can get corrupted we we know it yeah. you know we are That's very possible. close to the food yeah. industry like there were many fake or very strange uh, statements for yeah. decades yeah. what uh, caused a lot of uh, sickness and diseases yeah. and in that it's sense what you see now my my girlfriend is doing a, a promote promote phd yeah and uh yeah, she's into the science uh, quite well, and uh, I hear many stories of her uh, about how the science is changing, for example. And one of the, the things that are that is not going well is that there are no repetitions uh, anymore. No, um, uh, what's that? Um, uh, that people uh, that uh, p uh, the experiment. Uh, just that you do the same experiment uh, another time yeah they don't and do it no no not yeah it's happening but uh, uh, just uh, <laughs> a few a few uh, just a little a little part left um, because it's recorded and administrated on a way at the first time then it's uh, like or then it's this and the if you uh, uh, repeat um, uh, one experiment for example costs a lot it costs money, but yeah. uh, uh, you cannot score any publication. Yeah, uh, it's it's mainly about the publications in science and um, repeating experiments. Uh, yeah, there is no money for it, and uh, you you get no uh, publications. Or mm. maybe you discover that s something totally different, and then it can be a publication, of course. But the chance that uh, the results are the same is quite big. Yeah. We hope so. Yeah. Uh, maybe the quality is so um, poor that uh, many results uh, are, will be totally different. Uh, but I think the uh, repeating it uh, is very important, and that's not happening anymore. We we I think before uh, we came into this office, we we you said something about the flat Earth. <laughs> um, maybe there was only one experiment that found out the, 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 the earth is round or it's a globe yeah. um, maybe nobody repeated uh, the experiment it's not a ex an experiment it's an observation actually yeah. but uh, uh, if you do not repeat uh, this ob observation and many people did so I believe the, the earth is a, is a globe because yeah. many people repeated this observation but if nobody does uh, then you're yeah you think it's a globe but it can be different of course because it yeah. was only one uh, uh, researcher that found out it's 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 like this yeah in the beginning in the beginning yeah, yeah. and uh, the, yeah now now i think now we can be sure that it's yeah. it's a globe maybe you you i don't know yeah, i mean i mean there's a lot of uh, complot theories of course yeah, uh, that, yeah. That, that, that i mean i'm not saying it's flat i'm not saying anything it's no, just interesting no. to see how our reality is constructed by by organizations yeah. or scientists yeah. and uh, it's so crazy how 
how much how much lie was spread already in other topics that yeah. uh, when something comes uh, like flat earth you would just wait a minute is it a joke or yeah. was the globe earth a lie or you know and yeah. then you just but where does it come from are they are they companies there are some flat earthers on the on the internet yeah. who have different experiments how it works yeah. i mean i'm not a physicist i'm not mm. an ast astronomist uh, i don't know at all uh, any sides but uh, just imagine i might i mean i'm trying to uh, i was trying to go behind this thought process of being globers or flatters or whatever whatever yeah. is the reason but if we don't know what we are on then we don't know if we are running out of resources or not we don't know a lot of other stuff what is what we think we know yeah you know yeah. and but for of course uh, if you have uh, if we stick to the globers and there is limited resources and all of that then it's good for for example to, for oil companies or different companies which can say that oh our resources are limited and we have to charge a higher price yeah but in all in the end i just don't care i never wanted to go to space i'm, I'm fine <laughs> no, no, okay uh, no, me, me neither it was just uh, yeah. because it was there were waves on the internet uh, there are communities and there are people just don't want to believe to anything anymore uh, I try to see it objectively because it's just a, a waste of time to get very deep into it. Yeah. I think that, that that's another change that's going on now is trust. Yeah, people are not trusting other people anymore, and uh, it's the government that is not trusting people in their own country. Uh, there are many people now that do not trust the science, that do not trust the government. Uh, but they have a good reason for that. Uh, many cases, not yeah. all the time, but uh, there are many, many uh, fake stories spread. And, you know, whoever controls the media or controlled the media for decades, and now it's more, it's coming from everywhere. You don't know it anymore. No, you don't know it. Whoever has the more resources to create content, yeah. then they can actually create a totally different reality. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's so strange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but if you have uh, local communities where, where you actually know your neighbors, because you don't really know your neighbors if you live in a huge yeah. apartment block yeah. and uh, you just if meet the distance them. is small yeah then you can trust somebody maybe i i trust you for example as a person and that's maybe be, we we know each other now for for years and uh, yeah. our distance is small but maybe i do not trust uh, the minister president for example uh, because our distance is is, is very big and uh, yeah. maybe uh, uh, I think uh, yeah he's he's not one of us uh, he's, uh, he's too far away uh, so yeah you don't know how these structures are uh, also these governmental structures are yeah. created or scientific structures there is a lot of interest behind and uh, is, it, is it about communication maybe that uh, we do not trust 
many people anymore that uh, it's uh, I think it's not just about the communication but I think that uh, in the last uh, five six eight years because of the internet many other so for more than 50 years or uh, okay for hundreds of years was the newspaper the newspaper or the church yeah was the yeah. you know very yeah. top-down yeah. uh, communication of the reality what we have to believe in mm. and then from the fi 40s 50s uh, or for the early 20s it's very nice if you go to the Amsterdam Eye. It's a film mu museum. Yeah, you can actually follow the whole, whole uh, history of uh, uh, moving pictures, like from the twenties on. And uh, then it, because of the movies, it a whole reality get got totally uh, created in many ways. And advertising came in with very, very strong. Uh, uh, interest on, on making money and they made a uh, lots of money yeah and uh, for decades it was this very one way of communicating the the truth what we have to believe that the Russians are bad the Americans are good or the, the Germans or whatever you know for me it's the uh, much more complicated because uh, I've heard bad stories from all other countries where yeah. I grew up because we were I mean this Middle Eastern Europe is like a war zone for hundreds yeah. of years so yeah. you don't have this uh, mindset that oh the Russians want something bad oh the Americans are good no everybody just uh, wants to bomb you down and uh, get mm -hmm. your resources yeah. but still I don't have uh, I have to or all of these people or we have to actually uh, zoom out and see that all the wars and these uh, ideological things is not about the average people they are about to uh, divide and conquer it's a more than 2000 years old trick even the romans did it with other nations and uh, yeah why would we have to believe this thing it's more about you know in the end what, what we want to have it's a healthy life with you know family and friends yeah and the small things yeah yeah in the end when whoever goes home from the war they just want that so that was for 50 years uh, this tv and advertising and the movies and yeah. the stories oh yeah yeah and then uh, and then the internet came and all these kind of other information and edward snowden uh, JFK case yeah. 10 more times uh, investigated yeah. uh, North Korea US Guantanamo yeah uh, yeah so you mean there are many examples that it's difficult to trust uh, to to work from or to live from uh, trusting people uh, especially uh, when you felt uh, when you feel betrayed you know like when there is nothing in it, nothing is enough or you you do your best and you get sick yeah you you work your 40 50 hours you raise your family you don't even smoke or drink but you get sick yeah so that's a, a story that what people just uh, yeah. very hard to uh, get their yeah. head around yeah and when you are re re religious yeah i think okay it's uh, it's uh, what uh, what God wants 
Yeah. And that's easier than we have now with many people without religion. That's a, it's difficult to understand why, why, why it's like that. Uh, you're just unlucky in this case. Then. Yeah. And then science comes and then you, and if someone goes deeper in a certain topic in science, then uh, they say they, they can uh, see that how complicated is that? So there is no truth to believe in. So yeah. I think people want to believe, believe and trust is something what they really, really search for and want. And it would be a very optimal thing to have it. Yeah. to have a, at least a community where you can trust and uh, you know process through your life and uh, yeah the, the big corporations they don't want it because in the end the governments and the corporations they operate on needs you know yeah. if you see any any business model canvas or whatever you see that if you wanna uh, sell something you have to find a need or you have to create a need yeah. if you have happy people around you you don't have the need <laughs> and because we are talking about corporations which have financial resources often uh, bigger than countries then they can they have uh, the real power to generate those those needs even yeah. if you don't especially with this surveillance and uh, sensors everywhere yeah and there is this fulfillment is missing yeah but in the end is everything goes back to seeds and plants and nature in the end uh, the seeds are uh, the things that uh, survive and carry on the information and seeds are part of nature and of course uh, we are now um, having we are now maybe worried about uh, the future of human maybe maybe uh, in 10,000 years it's over for the human human beings yeah. but uh, who knows yeah who knows but nature and the and the whole globe the whole uh, everything uh, will continue except when uh, a big uh, comet comet yeah 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 it's coming yeah. on the earth and what's happening yeah. then maybe nature in 100 mils, million years uh, later again yeah so actually that was one of the biggest part of uh, graham hancock's uh, uh, research that he also with other researchers they suspect that uh, 12,800 years ago there was a huge comet which landed in the Americas in Northern America yeah. around the, the big lakes and that created such a, a shake in the earth so it again it doesn't match with the flat earth theory but <laughs> that it created this shake in the in the world and this dust was for hundreds of years that the population so they say nothing bigger walked away than a chicken so there were like uh, very advanced civilizations they still believe that Atlantis existed and they refer on the tectonic uh, uh, the, the tectonical moves of the earth's uh, coverage that actually continents can just uh, sunk and they are under the sea yeah. and, and who knows yeah. what happened and uh, again yeah. the, the other other very interesting argument when Graham Hancock says that we are getting so digitalized and we are we are focusing on so many stupid things instead of uh, getting together and trying to work on 
uh, these kind of scenarios, if the shit hits the fan, like a comet comes, what to do? And instead of uh, what we do is just uh, going uh, and fighting each, each other. And if we would, have, if a comet would come nowadays in these days, also what we have knowledge would just disappear and dissolve because all of the internet would just dissolve and no written records. Who knows what we have? Some libraries some golden i don't know if we have some golden plates like the old civilizations yeah. uh, but and imagine they said that in the northern america they had the 2000 meters uh, levels of ice so what would uh, remain from this building or from a car or whatever after after thousands of years and after this huge ice layer yeah. was on it. So maybe this story of the Earth is just uh, repeating it itself. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe seeds in the ice. Yeah. And when it's becoming warmer again, uh, they are germinating. Oh, it's starting a new world. That's amazing. Then they have a happy time again. Again, yeah. 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 So what's the next step for the company? Or what you can share? The next challenge. My next, uh, my next challenge is um, um, I like to work in projects and uh, what I see now is that I can improve parts of the world uh, by uh, selling seeds. Um, I can improve uh, the, 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 the environment of the local people, I can improve the biodiversity and I can improve the, the, the too large distance between people and nature hmm. and I like to to work in projects that uh, uh, I combine these topics and yeah. uh, that me as a company yes I am a company I'm making money but I like to use this money to uh, improve uh, many things and um, why wouldn't you make money then only other people would make money who don't care <laughs> yeah yeah for me, it's, uh, life is not about making money. Life yeah. is about to uh, create something, and, and I money feel is about making impact. Yes, about make with money you can make impact, yeah. and that's very important about money. Yeah. And uh, when I become old, uh, I like to 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 look back uh, to a life in which I uh, I did something good for the world, and uh, I think that's that would be my fulfillment later, and not. Uh, I'm not <laughs> materialistic or something. Uh, yeah. uh, it's nice to live in a in a in a in a house, and uh, I came by car to this place. Yeah. So it's 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 easy to have a car, but it's not about these things. It's uh, yeah. it's about what you what you you walked on this earth for uh, for many years, and uh, I feel responsibility to do something for it. Yeah. And I can imagine that most people, uh, or, or most I don't know, most people, many people, maybe. Uh, feel the responsibility less but uh, it's fine uh, if, if enough people are feeling it um, then we create can create something and uh, it's about the human beings in the end because what we said uh, the nature will survive seeds will survive plants will survive uh, the the biggest uh, disasters you can uh, you can think about but uh, it's it, it would be nice it, we are living in a beautiful world to conclude uh, yes. And it's nice to to keep it uh, beautiful. Uh, it it should be a loss when uh, it's becoming uh, uh, less beautiful. At least do every day a little step to make it beautiful. 
yes, just exactly. for yourself. Just for yourself yeah. and for your, uh, for your, uh, I don't know, for everybody around you. And yeah. uh, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. thank you very much. Thank I you really too. Appreciate that yeah. you were so. visiting. Yeah. Thank so you. So this was like a talk we have. Uh, we had more. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We are our, uh, we are philo philosophizing for for a year or one and a half year now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the topics are are changing a lot. Topics so, uh, are changing yeah, a so, lot. So, okay. Thank you, people. Bye bye. Thank you. Ciao ciao. Okay.